Hello, everybody. This is your host, Miss Honey Demore here. I want to give everybody a quick disclaimer that this is an adulterated topic. So if you are under the legal age of sexual consent, please click off this episode as this is an adulterated topic. Thank you. Now let's get started with the video. Picture it. You come home from work after a long, hard, and rough day. You slam the door shut. You throw your coat on the floor and you'll pick it up later. You open up the fridge door with aggression. You pull out that bottle of wine that you got from the grocery store on Wednesday, praying that Friday will soon come. You then grab your wine glass out of the cabinet that will fit a whole bottle of wine. And you pour that whole goddamn bottle in that glass. And every glug, more and more thirst just touches your soul. You then throw the bottle in recycling because you recycle. You walk over to the couch. You sit down, take that first sip of wine and it just catches your breath away just catches your breath away your partner comes into the room in my case it'll be a man he comes in and does something very very sexy very very revealing giving you that look and it's like, it's sexy time. He comes over. You're enjoying your wine. Because you spent $19 on this bottle of wine. You want to enjoy it. Because it's been a rough day. And you've had a shit day. And he comes over. And he rubs your shoulders. And he's like, oh baby, what's wrong? He's like, and you're like, I've had such a rough day. And he's like, hmm. How about I make this day a lot more rougher? he bites your ear you grab his neck you start kissing kissing vigorously lips tongue inside of mouth teeth are sometimes clacking and you're like let's take this to the bedroom so you eventually go to the bedroom you go to the bedroom carrying him because you're the strong one in the household and he's light as a feather and you carry him you throw him on the bed and you sit there and you caress him and you just kiss him when he's laying there and then boom sex happens <laughs> <laughs> Did you really think that I was going to read a story out of erotica for you? <laughs> That's extra. That's on my OnlyFans, which is a good segment in today's video. Hi. If you haven't, if this is your first time here, my name is Smith Honey Damore, and I am a local drag queen here in Columbia, Missouri. If this is not your first time, welcome back to my podcast. Today's topic is going to be a very special video or podcast or whatever you want to call this. It's going to be a podcast because there's no video. Thank God. Um, there's no video at all. 
anyway, uh, today is all going to be about the adult entertainment business. Um, for those of you who do not know, I am a sex positive person. I enjoy sex. I love it. Um, do I want more of it? Yes. Do I have enough of it? No, I don't. Um, but that, but not above about me. Let's go talk about the act and pleasure. Um, there are a lot of things that I know about the adult industry just from, um, knowing a few, uh, friends of mine that are, do um, adult entertainment, either if they're go-go dancers, burlesque entertainers, or if they are porn actors, adult film stars. Um, there's a lot of misconception that comes from the um, from what they do day by day for work, and I wanted to clear a lot of that up to my fans um, that are do and produce porn um, or ever think about producing porn. So obviously when I thought of the idea, I had my two beautiful, sexy, hunkalicious friends <laughs> um, message them and they're like, yes, I'm more than willing to do this. So I, on the next clip, you will hear a small little interview conversation with myself, uh, Dean Gage, and Louise Vega. Make sure that you do listen to the whole thing because one, ooh, got a little hot in there. Two, it was a lot of good tips. And three, I'm in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Three, it's actually really good knowledge to know of because at the end of the day, porn stars are people. They go home. They live their life like normal. It's their job to actually, you know, produce this content. At the end of the day, they are still people too. And, you know, they're not some kind of hot hungry sex pig they're people too but anyway enough of me jabbering let's go ahead and pop on over to that interview um all right hello boys oh my goodness all right so obviously first thank you guys so much for being like yes i would love to do this <laughs> <laughs> I literally had nobody else that I could literally think of to do this. Plus, I respect and love y'all's work. I really do. Thank you. You're welcome. So, if you guys have been living underneath a rock, I'm talking to the audience, not you, but if you guys have been living underneath a rock, then why the fuck are you living underneath a rock? But the but these are my very two talented and hunkalicious friends. Uh, why don't you go ahead and just introduce your guys introduce yourselves real quick um talk about like what you do um some like my very like your major establishments anything else you want to plug real quick uh okay well i guess i'll go first uh so i'm dean gage uh i'm an adult film star a guru dancer uh a co co-producer and co-leader of the burlesque troupe here in columbus um that's about it. I'm three times award-winning in the adult film industry, um, multiple nominations and other categories and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, and Luis, what about you? Sure. Um, yeah, so, again, yeah, my name is Luis Vega. 
Um, I also am uh, an adult film actor, um, and I am a go-go dancer, burlesque performer, uh, along in the same troupe as Dean is um, the co-producer of. Um, and yeah, same with the uh, two-time award winner, um, multiple nominations, several categories. Um, yeah, it's just overall performer um, of many, many different, um, I guess, sex work type <laughs> jobs. Good. All right. So obviously, if you guys have been following me for a while, you know that I am sex positive. I am all about sex. Sex is amazing. Sex work is valid. And porn is not just a 20 minute thing and then get going. It is a lot more than that. Um, It takes a lot of time. Uh, So let's go ahead and start off with the very beginning. Dean, how did you get into porn? Um, so the way I got into it is actually kind of like a really funny story. Um, so back in the days of like when everybody was basically a Tumblr whore and like there was like thousands of Tumblr accounts, I didn't have one of those. I had like one of those like kind of PG-13 ones where I just took like artsy pictures of myself and all that. Um, my ex at the time hated that I had that. So after we broke up, I like focused heavily on that, and then I started moving it towards kind of like, not really X-rated stuff, but like NC-17, like very soft nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had a pretty pretty good following at the time, um, but I never did like anything like super hardcore. It was never like you know hard dick or like cum shot or anything like that. Just like very soft dick, very soft erotic stuff. So. I went to Florida to see a friend one day, and as I'm as I'm there, I'm like talking to this guy on Grinder, not Grinder, on Tower, and he's like, "Hey, like I follow your blog, and I really like your work. Have you ever thought of doing porn?" Um, so, it, me and him talked, and I had decided to like meet up with him and go to the studio and see how comfortable I would be and all that stuff. So I had driven two hours from my friend's house to go to the stranger's house with four other strangers to like watch them all do each other. Totally, you know, normal things one does in Florida when they visit. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I get to their house and like he's explaining like the process and all that. I'm still like kind of super uncomfortable about it, but I decided to, like, you know, like, go ahead and do this. So I filmed one scene with him under a name that I used a long time ago. I, I don't even think you can find these scenes anymore. But I filmed one scene with him and then, like, another scene with, like, another guy. And it was a trial thing, basically. So we filmed it, we tried it out, and then they put it on their site. And I had advertised it on my blog, my, my Tumblr account, and then they advertised it. And uh, within like, two, oh, excuse me, within like two weeks, like it was one of their highest rating videos. So they asked me to like do it again, and I really wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. So I basically what I did is like I told him like. Uh, I don't think I'm ready to do any more of this. I'll get back to you if I think I am. 
and then like immediately like after I got off the phone with them, like uh, Monster Cub contacted me and they're like, I want you to film for us. I'm like, shit, like this could possibly be something. So then that's when I had like hurried up and thought of my poor name, Dean Gage, and decided to go for it. And then from there, the rest is history. Yeah, pretty much. It's been, <laughs> it's been an interesting uh, three years. Okay, so that was my next question. You've been in the, you've been in the industry for three years. Uh, yeah, this is going to be year number four um, coming up. So it's been quite, it's been really interesting. I've done like a lot and a little at the same time. Um, you know, the first year I've done, I did about like nine films maybe. Uh, which is a lot, considering, like, they usually only, most studios will hire a person for, like, two or three films a year. I worked for three different studios and did, like, four films with them each. Um, and then that year, of course, too, I was nominated and won Best Newcomer. So that was, like, a huge thing for me. Because at the time, uh, I was the only... I guess you would say plus size person that was nominated. So to win was another big thing. Felt like it felt like validation at that point. Like, okay, yeah, this is something I can do. Okay, cool. Okay, so then you so basically just that one scene with the one person in Florida really skyrocketed to go up to your career, and then so now obviously. Obviously, COVID fucked everything up. <laughs> kind of like. COVID changed the porn industry completely. Um, obviously, studios aren't filming anymore. We filmed, my last film that I did was back in March. So since then, we haven't filmed professionally. Um, everything's been at home and everything's been with, like, you know, the, the fan service website. So porn, yeah. porn has changed in the past six months, and whether or not it's going to continue is going to be a good question because a lot of it's been profitable for those that are super heavy into working in porn and it's been detrimental to those that are not super heavy it basically shows like who is good at promoting themselves and who is good in the business and who isn't yeah right I mean, basically even because I look the you can basically take elements from drag and put it into porn. Is it you or your own brand? And if you are selling your product to your audience members and you're getting a good revenue, good income, then you're doing good. You need to keep up the work. But if you're not selling it, you need to pull it out, see what needs to happen, and then put it back out and see if anyone bites. That's how I kind of – that's how I personally kind of see it. it was there, is it wrong? Probably so. But that's how I kind of see it. It's not no, that I think that's very true. Yeah, it's uh, definitely kind of like, um, you know, before everyone, when the Just for Fans stuff started, like everybody was making fun of people that did that. And now everybody and their mother's doing that. And they're seeing like that porn is not an easy game. It's it honestly isn't like <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm not actively into porn, but, you know, I have a lot of my. You know, a lot of people that I follow online, like I have you two, um, I have Cody Knox, 
um, I have the two or three other people that I am friends with and talk with, you know, on, you know, the occasion that it's not an easy job. It really isn't like people. And that's one thing that I always thought is that it was a quick little 20 to 30 minute session and you're good to go. No, it's not. It's legitimately a job. You're there for, you know, six plus hours, sometimes even more, sometimes even days um, shooting these scenes. And I, I don't know if it's the same where only fans or just for fans or anything on those lines, but I have a feeling that it sometimes can be like that. Uh, it definitely can be. If When you're filming for just for fans, if you're filming like, you know, a like three minute video, then you're going to get what's a three minute video worth. But if you put like time and editing and like different cameras and setups and angles and all that shit and like a good amount of time working on a video, then you've got a video that you can constantly resell or want. Okay. All right. So Luis, um, we did talk to Dean a little bit about how he got started. I know you're just a little bit older than Dean, which I had. <laughs> I that shocked me when I found out how old you really were. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you get started in the porn, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, actually, Dean is the reason um, why I have basically headed into porn fully. I had done a um like a small scene beforehand like while we Dean and I had basically just begun meeting um with uh Topher Phoenix and then so we had done some stuff together um but Luis Vega had been a character that I had actually already developed years before that um it's it's funny because I've I've been someone who always wanted to do this um from a very young age actually um, but, uh, I never thought that I would be able to because of what I looked like and because I wasn't like, you know, some kind of Adonis, uh, that it was an unattainable goal. And then, um, when I had split from my previous relationship, I started to see like, Hey, maybe I should just go for, uh, the things I want to do. Um, and porn industry was one of them. And then I also met Dean and we kind of like hit it off um, that way. Cause I, you know, knew it was like, Oh cool. He's actually in it. Uh, and I think enjoying it. So yeah, I want to try this out. And he put me in contact with uh, uh, Bear Films and they apparently liked what they saw in me and decided to go ahead and do it. And here we are. I've now filmed with uh, Bear Films, um, Monster Cubs, Stocky Dudes, um, and like you said, I do also my own, like just for fan stuff, um, which it is funny. Yeah. Cause the way that the, uh, industry is changing, um, a lot of the porn production companies are actually buying the rights to, um, our stuff. So they'll be like, Hey, you can film like this much, like a half hour, uh, scene. We'll pay you what amount of money, um, so that we can use that scene. And obviously you can use your scene because it's yours. Um, but they would have access to it to show it through their websites and things like that too. So I think that that's going to be eventually the future of like what porn is going to be. Um, a lot of uh, the kind of like amateur, but not really amateur since 
we <laughs> we do everything from lighting and sound and videotaped angles and yeah it, it's funny when you get people who don't know um how much work goes into porn until they actually <laughs> get together with one of us and they're like so wait you have to stop and go like every so often yeah yeah just to get the right angles to get the right lighting everything if you really want to look, make it look professional um you can um but there is something too to the whole like amateur thing that I think a lot of people kind of enjoy about like the OnlyFans and just for fans stuff. Right. I have a I have a friend that I know very very well. His name is uh, his name. Well, hold on. I won't say his real name because that would that <laughs> wouldn't be a good idea. Uh, Sam Bularan. Sam Bularan owns a OnlyFans, and he had he does amateur porn as well and he's made he says he's made very he said he's made good money off of it so obviously he's a smaller known name even though he really has made a reputable brand of himself since he was like 16 or 17 um what does do you in your guys's personal opinion on a business-wide since porn is a actual job do you think only fans and just for fans are is worth it or do you think it's better to start your own website and keep the proceeds because i know only fans takes a certain percentage out of what you make a month they they do um but i i honestly see the benefit in uh i mean running your own website is great and everything but there is a lot to it that you're gonna have a lot more work a hands-on work that you're gonna have to do Plus, if you are making money off your website, there's also, you have to deal with the taxes and all that kind of paperwork. So if you're willing to put in, you know, the paperwork and the time and effort to run your own website, go ahead. Um, but that's the best, essentially what you're paying for when you, when you use something like OnlyFans or Just for Fans. They're basically taking care of all of that stuff. You get to just upload your stuff, makes it really easy, uh, and you get paid. So um, it it depends, I think, on what you want to do. Yeah, so I had run my own website before I did uh, Just for Fans. And I can tell you, uh, from my experience, uh, the domain names, the cost, the upkeep, uh, editing your site, making sure everything works, it's, yeah, you get to get a lot more money out of it, but you have to also put all that more time into it. Whereas, you know, Just for Fans is only taking, like, X amount, which they, they really don't take that much out of it, to be honest. And um, it's almost like a, I think you would get like like maybe 60% of it or something, I believe. More than that. You get a lot more than that. You get like 80% of what, yeah, uh, yeah with Just Friends, you get like, I think 80%. Uh, don't quote me on that. I have to double check. But you get a pretty decent amount of what you made back. And you don't have to worry from that. Um, even to today, the worst part of owning your own website, um, I still get harassment calls from like people that want to like, hey, you can pay me like this amount of money and I'll like broaden your web search. I'm like, my website has been closed for like two years. Please stop calling. <laughs> right. So oh. I, have with, I have to deal with those people like almost every other day. So it's it's a hassle. Um, if you're getting into the um, you know, you definitely want to start a just for fans or an only fans, but also be aware that there's a lot of rules you have to follow. Mm-hmm. 
Right. What are some, uh, what are like some of those roles that you find are is like a benefit? You know, like like that. These are definitely roles that need to be. And what do you find are some roles that are just kind of like, oh, this is actually kind of annoying, but I can under, kind of understand why they're a role, why that role kind of exists. So the biggest rule that you have to follow if you're making an OnlyFans or just for fans account, or if you're filming with somebody in general, uh, there's a form that you both have to fill out. There's, there's small, it's more or less of a consent form, and then uh, it's. It's a consent form, a release form, and uh, yes, I'm over the age of 18, and I'm giving this person the rights to sell my image. Um, there is loopholes right. around that that I don't want to put out there because then I'll get in legal trouble. Right. But, <laughs> but I have found some ways to kind of like not necessarily not do that, but to work around that process and but still, even then, like when I film with somebody and it's a full fledged on film where we're seeing both of us, all that paperwork is taken care of. So there's a lot of paperwork um, that you have to do when you're doing porn. Um, yeah, there's a lot of legal covering your butt. <laughs> and then so. uh, the most obscure ruling in porn is that like there can't be any animals on set. Right, it's an instant government comes after you type shit. Okay, I can I can understand that actually. Yeah, I can actually understand that because then PETA would get involved, and <laughs> but nobody wants that at all. Well, like, well yeah, it the line with like, yeah. So like, um, Monster Cup Hunter Scott, he did a film where there was a cow, like miles in the background and that film got attacked by the government like, he had to admit that like, oh yeah. there could be no animals on the scene where there's nudity wow it crosses the line into basically what's considered bestiality even <laughs> though you may not have anything to do sexually with said animal it being on the set during a sexual act is considered sex around an animal which then is yeah. like it, yeah bestiality um <laughs> which is highly illegal um so as it you know is wow that i learned something new today because i had no idea <laughs> yeah. super obscure <laughs> there's, there's definitely been two times where like i'm filming with somebody and then like you can see like their dog walk into the corner i'm like wow i can't use this footage anymore shit Right, or or if you can edit it at least out, like, yeah, that's things that you have to like edit out. <laughs> well, especially since if they're like in like if they're in like the top right corner, I don't know if you use any kind of like video editing tools, but you just like if you can mm -hmm. down, you can still use it. But then it's also the point of like, is the money maker still in the shot? If I, yeah. cut, if I <laughs> right. cut that out and. If not, then is the scene really worth it? Which at that point, since it is illegal, it makes sense to just chuck it and either just pull it, yep. just pull yeah, it and either redo it. it or yeah, and that's that's the thing that a lot of people, uh, especially those that are starting off, don't understand is how much legality goes into it. Like even if you're doing anonymous scenes, that person still has to fill out people. And that was going to lead into my next question because Dean, I know because I because I because I mean I follow I follow you guys 
for you know to obviously because I met you once. You guys are fucking amazing. You're fucking sweethearts. The fucking death. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but obviously, I want to support you in whatever you do. You know, whether you guys you shoot another film with Monster Cub, however I can support you. Um, Dean, I know you. I know you, well, both of you. I think more of Dean on this side do deal with a lot of um, the DL guys that don't want their face in the shot, which is completely understandable. Now, my question is, is, is that how do do those people still have to sign the legality forms and you just don't film their face? Is that how it works? I'm assuming is how it works. That's basically how it does work. Uh, a lot of the times with the people who are, um, you know, filming no face scenes or I'm like blurring out their face, you know, like, I'm ensuring them 100% and I, I show them clips of all the people that I've done. Like, this is what I'm doing to you. All I need you to do is just put your signature on this line and this line, and then I just need to slap a picture of your ID. And this is just in case, you know, the government comes after me and I don't go to jail. Right, because you don't want anybody saying that you was okay with this and then scrolling through and being like, I didn't I didn't agree to this. Well, you did sign a consent form, so... And, yeah, and there's a lot of them, too. Like, there's a few films that I have where, like, I don't show obviously like their profile names, but then like I'll show like at the beginning of the me- uh, of the movie, like a screenshot of the grinder conversation. Be like, hey, like, do you mind if we record this? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm down for that. Like, I'll include that screenshot at the beginning of the film so people know it's consented. Right, and that's all, and that's always a good that's always a good thing to do because I know I'm starting to get into like the. I have two subs that I've been playing with here very recently, and one of them is getting really curious of having a session recorded, and I'm like, okay, well, let me... But he doesn't want his face shown, so I'm like, well, I can put a pillowcase over your head, cut a hole out for the mouth, like... <laughs> we could do something like that, but I'm like, hmm. So that was a I pay for an app that lets me edit my videos, and it luckily has like a blur tool in it. It takes forever, though, but I pay like a good five dollars a month for this app. That's the other thing too that a lot of people don't realize is the amount of time that we spend on editing these videos. Um, there's there's a lot there's hours <laughs> spent <laughs> doing this. Well, especially if you're blurring people's faces out, and also keeping in mind that. The apps that you guys use to edit this or the computer applications or hell, even the phone and the time that goes into it, it's not a simple thing that you just upload and go. It's, it is honestly, it, it is a lot of time and it is a lot of effort. And mm-hmm. tell, I can tell all the time and effort that goes into like the porn scenes that I've looked at, like, <laughs> which is so weird because when I, when I, because when I had this idea to do this, I stopped watching porn just for sexual enjoyment. I started watching porn just going, okay, how much time do we think they're really in the back of that tra- back of that bus? <laughs> and they're sitting there and one guy is literally just getting plowed. How long do you think they're really how 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 long do you think they're really doing that and how many times do they have to stop because something happened? <laughs> It's, it's oh, yeah. funny it happens a lot. that because there's this guy that I follow and I love his videos and he's always posting like, oh, I get a public blowjob in my truck. And like I've watched enough of his trailers to realize that he's parked in the same exact spot and like it 
it's obvious at this point that like it's a secure location. It's not public. Yeah. Right. And you can also tell sometimes with editing, especially even if they're in the exact same spot in the exact same time, there's always something different in the background. Like you can see like the sun's in a different position. Um, like you can see um, like different cars are going by. Like you can mm-hmm. like you can like you can definitely tell that it was not done in one consecutive shot. It's done in multiple, multiple, multiple shots. Yeah. yeah. Depending, especially depending on like what the production company wants the scene to look like, um, it can take hours uh, of stop and go and stop and go. Um, yeah. Different pictures, mm-hmm. different like angles, like lighting situations, and then sometimes you know the tops can't stay hard, or like you know somebody will just get overheated, or like <laughs> there's all kinds of uh, all kinds of things. Um, I remember one time for Bell Phones, they literally put me like upside down with my knees behind my head off of a chair. <laughs> and they were like, oh. okay, you're going to have to hold that position for at least 15 minutes. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so when you're so, filming, like, when, like, when you're filming for a studio, what most people don't realize is like a 30 minute video is actually like three and a half hours of work. Uh, with three- more, yeah. And it's like they most studios want to get like three or different positions and all that. Uh, this the set has to be completely quiet. The set has to be blocked out so like you can tell that no time has passed. You know it's and if you if you're doing at home stuff and you think you can be lazy about that, like I'll admit that I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten called out on it on two videos before. Uh, where I'm having music playing in the background and somebody's called out like there's at least five different songs in this 10 minute video. And <laughs> so I deleted the video and then removed all the audio from it. But <laughs> I was like, no, let's play fr- let's play free copyrighted music while I am sucking this guy off. <laughs> and, um, and then there was one time when I was editing my video and then I realized like, oh, I'm like 30 seconds short from a 10 minute mark let me just like repeat this one hump session like for another 30 seconds and then somebody Mm -hmm. pointed that out they're just like hey like that tv show in the background just repeat it to the same spot it did 30 seconds ago i'm like fuck (laughs) all right so i'm gonna call out on that let me fix that so then i realized like how how important set blocking is set blocking is important and you had and Luis had mentioned you know there are certain things that do happen on the set what is like one thing and you both can answer this question what is one thing that has happened to you that has hindered you from having to take a break from the set um you know as far as like okay we have to just call a 10 get you back into session get you back into that mindset and then we continue on what's that what's one thing without giving like any kind of like obviously no brand names or uh, studio names because I don't want to out them. I don't want to out them in their production, obviously. Well, uh, I know I haven't really necessarily had like two, really any um, like bad situations, but funny ones um, for sure that make things kind of like (laughs) just awkward. Um, Sometimes there'll be times when I can't get off very easily 
Um, and so, like, I would have had to, like, stop a scene just be, just from sheer exhaustion of me, like, pumping away, trying to get myself off on the bottom. And the bottom's like, oh, my God, can you fucking get off? Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> that, that, that can be something that gets um, annoying because then you have to, like, cool off and make sure that you're, like, right in the right mindset, um, you know, uh, to finally, like, give it the money shot because that's the most important part. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what's happened to me before. See, that's where I would probably would be – I probably wouldn't be a real good porn star because if I don't know the person and if I – if I don't know the person, it's a good forty-five minutes of me topping somebody before I can even <laughs> before I can even give them money. I am not even kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so every time that, like that, you know. See, I'm like that too. So every time that I film with somebody that I haven't filmed before in a uh, professional film, the first couple of questions I ask them are just like, "What are your on and off spots? Like, where can I touch? Mm-hmm. What shouldn't I touch? What shouldn't I touch? Let me know." now before we get into the film and I kill your boat. Right. <laughs> yeah, because if you're one of those people that hates their nipples touched and then suddenly go for your nipples and then it's like, oh, game over. <laughs> See, with me, it's an all, it, they alternate. It's either one or the other. One likes it, one does it, and then they flip places. I'm like, would you guys just pick a spot, please? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So another thing that I wanted to talk about, um, which is probably I, uh, cause Louie, cause you identify as your pronouncer, he, him, right? Correct. Okay. And Dean, you're, you are non-binary. Correct. Okay. So this is a question for Dean. Dean, yes. when you, have you ever had an issue with anybody like, studios not using your correct pronouns because i don't know if you're like with me i am also non-binary as well but if you call me if you use he him i'm not gonna get too pressed about it because i do look very i do look very 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 masculine out of drag and a lot nine times out of ten i do dress like i am a call i'm a called college frat boy <laughs> so it doesn't bother me too much um but you are working in a professional um a professional setting where now depending on the company misgendering is a form of harassment so you, have you had any issues with that if you've had how you or how did you overcome them or is it just kind of like a because you're because you're Instagram is Mr. Dean Gage, but you identify as non-binary. So how do you, have you had any issues with that? If you've had, how'd you tackle it? So uh, going into like my personal uh, pronouns and stuff like that, uh, I, yeah, I do identify as non-binary. The brand that I do build off of is of course, Mr. Dean Gage. Uh, And that's mostly because naturally when you like approach me, uh, get me from a distance, get to know me, I just naturally um, ooze, I guess you can say, or I just naturally like produce masculine features about me. Like I look very masculine. Uh, My voice can get very masculine. I dress very masculine a hundred percent of the time. So that's why I play off the masculine thing um, 
And then when it comes to the pronouns, I say, you know, I'm non-binary because I really just don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm comfortable enough with myself to where, like, you can call me they, them, you can call me he, you can call me she, as I really don't care. I, as long as I'm part of the conversation, I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> the best way I describe it is basically when, if you get to know me very, very well, I'm like 90, 10. To, and what I mean by that is like 90% of the times, you, 90% of the time you'll see me, I'm very like somebody that would pass for he comes. And then like that one 10% chance you'll see me do something that's very highly feminine and it just kind of like throws a lot of people off. So it's, I'm very fluid with that, but I'm, I do, and it's very hard to, cause I do, I am very masculine and you know, that's the brand that I use cause that's the brand that sells for me best. Um, and I have no preference. You can say he, you can say they, you can say she. I really don't care. Um, I just kind of do what feels right in the moment. Okay. So then, so then working with any porn studios, you haven't had any issues because as long as, like she said, as long as you are part of that actual conversation, then you're okay with he, she, Kathy Lee, any day of the week, now available on iTunes. Yeah, so like in person, when you're talking to me, like I prefer he, him, or they, them. Um, more so, you can, a lot of people use they, them. Uh, I, more people use he, him. Uh, and the way that I look at it is when I'm doing a scene or like when I, whenever I'm doing something as Dean Gage, or I'm doing burlesque, or when I'm doing porn, that's a character for me, and that's a he. That's a very masculine he him character. Uh, but you can ask Lewis, like when I'm not going out, when I'm not doing anything, I'm very like don't give a fuck. Um, I'll, I'll wear this. He's very like, fluid. I'm very fluid. I'll wear this like woman's jacket because it feels cute today. Um, I'll wear this because it feels cute today. But when it's time to like, go on stage or like time to take pictures or be in like Dean Gage mode, Dean Gage is very masculine. Okay, good. If that makes sense. <laughs> oh no, that literally makes sense. And you know, like I know, um, I know with my drag and how I have happened, how I've been performing here recently. You know, one moment I am big titty and a uh, clean shaven pay- face but then i have the up- moments where i'm like i don't want to shave my beard because i don't feel like it and i will throw other throw some fucking glitter on that shit and be like i'm a bearded beauty and that's part of my and that's part of my character as well but also <laughs> not in drag it's kind of the same thing just throw glitter on it and it all fixes it <laughs> the best example I can give of that is uh, I was filming with a uh, with a company once, and me and the director, and we're not the director, me and the camera guy were like really good friends, and we're still good friends. And, like we're going in and I'm like, yeah, yeah, take that. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. And then like, kind of was like, sis, how was that? Tell me how was that, sis. Oh my goodness. All right. 
So I'm welcome. I'm from through my book. I had a few, a few other questions. Uh, so you boys said that you know you obviously when you guys are not when you guys are not on a set of an actual porn shoot, you guys are go go dancers. Correct. All right. So how would you describe your style of go go dancers? Because obviously, <laughs> when you guys came to Columbia, I was backstage putting makeup on somebody and flirting with her boyfriend so <laughs> how would you describe your like your go-go style and what do you and what are you like your specialties that get the crowd going wild um so for me uh i tend to basically be as flamboyant um shiny bright whatever colors uh I see go-go dancing as kind of like a you're like a cheerleader of the club so it's your job to like get people pumped up about like you know whatever music they're hearing um so I'm very much a uh, I'm a very much a dancer at heart so a lot of my go-go dancing is very highly active um high impact so a lot of people go why do you go so hard I'm like it's just because that's how I like to do it um it's exhausting, <laughs> but it's, um, you know, you get up there and the rush of adrenaline just kind of pushes you to go further than you thought you would, even though you're going to probably feel really sore the next day. <laughs> um, it is uh, definitely more my style to be like loud and very energetic. So I'm very, uh, I'm very sexual with my go-go dance. I like to like rub my body a lot. I like to like dry hump the air. I like to like bend over, you know, squat down. Um, I'll make eye contact with the crowd a lot. And then like, I'll lock eyes with like this random person and just kind of like smirk at them as I'm grinding and shit like that. Um, I just make, you know, the people in the crowd feel very sexual and very energetic. Or, like, if somebody's coming to tip me, like, I'll make them, like, rub it all over, like, my body before they give it to me. Um, so that's how I am with it. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So then you guys are both, obviously, you guys are both two completely different ends of the spectrum. Uh, so what has been... What has been your best gig that you have been booked for, and why? So, so my best gig was that I wasn't booked for. Your best gig you wasn't booked for? Yeah. So this is like this is one of my favorite go-go dancing stories. Um, I was hanging around, kind of like. I went to a, uh, a bear event, a very popular bear event. I don't know if I could say the name of it, but I went to a very popular bear event. And um, okay. I'm hanging around basically like where the go-go's enter and exit from, just talking to a friend. And I'm dressed out in what would be go-go gear. Um, and this was like two or three years ago. So like I was very, very fresh. Like nobody really knew who I really was at the moment. Um. And, like, as it turned out, like, apparently, like, one of the go-go bears just didn't show up. And, like, one of the other dancers kind of just looked at me and they're like, hey, you want to just, like, get on the stage for tips? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I get on stage and, like, I'm doing it. And I'm getting, like, a few ones here and there. 
Uh, and then security comes up to me and like I see security like whispering all the girls ears. So I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna tell me like to get off. They're coming up stage and the guy comes up to me, he's like, So when the entertainer gets on stage, just don't act surprised. Just act like you knew they were coming and just act natural. I'm like, okay, who's the entertainer? And they're like, oh, it's a mystery entertainer. Because it wasn't on the flyer that we were going to have an entertainer. It wasn't anything, uh, you know, addressing that there was a guest entertainer. So it was a huge surprise to the crowd. It was a huge surprise to everybody. So, like, I'm dancing. I'm just, like, playing along with it and the music's slowing down and... Like, I feel like this hand, like, kind of, like, tap me so I can move. So, like, I turn over, and Alaska Thunderfuck just walks right past me. Oh. <laughs> and so, like, as she's doing her, like, gig, and this was, like, this uh, this was before All Source, too. This was before she got really popular. But this was uh, roughly about the same time the, the um, This Is My Hair video just came out. So. Okay. So she was really popular musically wise. So she was doing like a mini concert as I'm dancing in the background. I'm like trying not to geek out a little bit. <laughs> so that would be like my best gig. Say for a gig that you didn't even get, you wasn't even booked for, and you was working for tips. I have to say that's a pretty good damn gig, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I honestly don't think, I don't know what I would do if I ever met, like, I mean, I've met several Rue girls, but some of the ones that I've met are not ones that I would like to really meet. Um, And the only one that I I would like to really meet, I've known for like four years and I know where she lives. I can go to her house anytime. So it's (laughs) nothing like too big. But yeah, no, I would be in your shoes. I would totally geek out as well. <laughs> like ah, yeah, it was definitely like a what the fuck moment. Like even the other go-go dancers were just kind of just like mouthing like oh my god and shit. So it was really fun. Kind of that 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 seems like a one in, one in the chance lifetime that anybody would be like would be like in awe of like being in the presence of a one of really famous drag queen because a lot of the queens you know go on the show you know the ones that go through halfway through the middle let's say won like some challenges they're just kind of like a, they're just kind of like uh oh, it was on the show <laughs> whoop to do <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only funny. Work with them. i i've worked at the bars that a few of them worked at at the same time um it was the ones that aren't really popular with the fans that are, I've had the most fun with. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that as well. Like, uh, my friend goes crazy over Jay Jolie in Tennessee. Goes crazy over her. And I'm like, she was a... <laughs> Sorry, Jay, if you're listening to this in the future, but on her season, she was very bratty. I didn't like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could agree. I could definitely agree. Uh, Louise, what has been your best gig that you have been booked for, and do you have any uh, stories? Any stories? Um, so my uh, my best gig for sure was when Dean and I um, were finally able to go to LA and perform there. Um, when we actually saw, like in the bar itself, it was really cool. They had this giant poster like a movie poster with dean and i center of the poster 
like that like to me cemented us as like this is this is this is what we do like we're those guys now <laughs> you know the ones that you see on the poster and you're like holy shit and I was like that's us now um that was probably the coolest moment for me um as a go-go dancer um proudest moment for sure um and that night was just so lit it was so much fun um got to meet some great people um and yeah i've had <laughs> so go-go dancing stories um last oh god last pride um it was very interesting um that was one of the few times that somebody it had happened before but this person almost succeeded in getting the stupid dollar bill in my butt like actually putting it in my butt like you do not do that people if anyone listens to this please do not shove money in people's buttholes it is not appreciated (laughs) (laughs) you can put it in other places but not other people's buttholes um, was this like on purpose or was this like an accident yeah. oh no that, that's a real so the person yeah they will literally try like people will tip you and then try to like shove money in your butthole oh no ma'am no ma'am Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, I'm like that, that it's just not not cool like I don't know where that money's been no um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it happens every freaking year. Uh, and I feel like, uh, especially during Pride, for some reason, it's like even more so. Um, well, well, I will say, Dean, you have a nice set of cakes. So, <laughs> but still, <laughs> consent is sexy. Remember that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's, well, that's another thing that probably goes into play is is that you know obviously when you're tipping anybody anybody in the arts form whether it's a burlesque dancer a drag queen a go-go dancer a burlesque entertainer anybody that is performing on stage that is actively collecting tips get permission to put money in you know their clothing whether it be a jock (laughs) weird places gets consent to touch their boobs crotch whatever else and get consent to kiss them as well unless they're unless it's already pre-arranged because i know there's been a couple performances that where a kiss is part of the performance but consent always is sexy yeah, yeah, very much so. So, have you obviously? Well, Luis, you already talked that people shove, try to shove money in your butthole. But Dean, have you <laughs> had any, have you had any instances where unconsensual stuff has happened? And what do you count as unconsensual? And what do you count as like an accident? Oh God! Like especially go go dancing, like a lot of people are just kind of like. Uh, they go to put money in your jaw. They'll just like reach in because they think like, "Oh, I paid a dollar, I get free access." No, like, <laughs> at least two times a night. And like at first, it's kind of like, "Okay, whatever." But then, like after a while, it's like, especially if it's like the same person, like you know, get 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 the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry if you're gonna touch my my goodies. I'm gonna need at least twenty from you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, at least 20 or uh, 20 or 50 if you want to lap dance, but that's probably just my price. So this, this is probably going to sound weird, um, and you might identify with this as being a drag queen, but like the rudest form of non-consensual act ever is when somebody who isn't a part of the act just decides to get on stage with you and become part of the act. And that's always fun, mm-hmm. trying to get them off the stage. It's you would be surprised on how many times it's happened. I am I'm a show director at a new or well, it's not a drag venue, but it's a bar in Sedalia. And one of the, in the very last show that I was at, like this lady had to start start like pre gaming at like four thirty because by the time she got to the venue, she was absolutely fucking trashed. And you can. You could tell she was trash because we didn't even start the show yet. Like, is everybody ready? And she's like screaming and hollering. I'm like, it's not a football game. So I am performing, and if I am ever dancing, because I am a 200-pound queen, if I am ever dancing, I need at least six feet all the way around because I will not, I cannot control where my hands are going to go. So she uh, she took this uh, me taking a tip from her as an invitation to come up on stage and I am dancing and she grabs her cup and she's dancing with me, you know, basic drunk girl dance. And I spin around and I smack her on accident <laughs> and she took it like an act of God to dance harder. And I'm like, no, go sit back down. <laughs> so That's yes. There's at least one time I night when I'm go-go dancing on a box and like somebody will just jump on the box. I'm like, no, no, you can't be here. I'm getting paid for this and you're not. And then they're like, oh, well, can I get paid? Can I do it now and then get paid out there? I'm like, no, no, you can't. Please get out of my job area. <laughs> I'm trying to work here. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I am dancing. I've been dancing for three and a half hours. I have 30 minutes left before I get my 15 minute break. Let me, let me work my other fifth, my 30 minutes in peace. That way I can have my break. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh my goodness. Like the worst or the, the fucking people that like purposely put their drinks in your area and then like have a conversation. I kicked them off. Oh, I kicked, I kicked them straight <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you put them in my work area, like this box. This is my box. This is my personal space. Yeah. Don't touch my right. personal space. Don't put anything in my personal space or it becomes mine. And I will become a cat and knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time That's happened, funny. Uh, some girl put her drink down. Oh. And this is a long time ago, and I don't advise doing this ever, but I, I got tired of this bullshit. Um, she put her drink down, and I immediately just took it straight from the bo- like straight from the box, picked it up, and started drinking it. And she was, like, pissed off. And I was like, oh, I thought this was a tip. My bad. Yeah, that makes sense, too. <laughs> what? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't for some reason it wasn't clicking. So she let her drink down and you took it. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> immediately took it and just like started golfing. Like I thought you were giving me a, t- a tip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I thought you was giving me a tip. Hey, and you know what? I mean, considering a drink is in your between you know, four to five dollars, you know, <laughs> even even if it's two or three dollar well shot drink, you know that's still three dollars that you're earning. So I, mean, I would do the exact same thing to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. 
like thanks for the drink even though i don't drink alcohol while i'm performing but i will definitely take this (laughs) (laughs) i'll drink it later (laughs) i'll drink it when no one's around (laughs) all right so let's go ahead and talk boys so we'll go ahead and start with louise louise is there any obviously after covid's all over is there anybody and this can be uh, just for fans a person that you follow a twitter follower um or a big name porn star who if you had to pick three guys to have a sexual relation with or film who would they be and why Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, mm. well i've had a big crush on um atlas grant for a long time okay. um, and got to actually technically work with him um he was like behind the cameras though so we never got to like film a scene together um but there was definitely some chemistry there <laughs> um so that was something that we were like talking about like oh you know maybe do this sometime and well then all you know all this crap happened (laughs) so um he's a big one um i got reached out to actually by brad calvo who is someone that dean has worked with oh is super daddy yeah and uh he would be a lot of fun to film with um but yeah he contacted me a few months ago um and so we're maybe we'll see how that's gonna work out um but uh I'm trying to think of third one. Hmm. I know you said Brad, Brad Calvo and they got super fucking hot in here. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, oh. Dean <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> has a story with him, actually. It's kind of funny to hear that one. Yeah, that was an interesting scene. Right. so Lise, what while while you're thinking you're for third one dean do you want to tell the story about brad calvo real quick so if you watch the uh scene with me and brad calvo that we did for their films um towards the end of it uh you will notice that we're fucking on a sectional um and you know there's obviously like one part of the sofa and then the second part of the sofa um, there's obviously a gap between it because you know it move. You can pull it apart and put them together. Uh, mm-hmm. We thought that'd be kind of like an interesting thing if, like, he's like you know he's kneeling on one half of the section and I'm like hanging off by my shoulders on the bottom half on one side. And it's a very okay. It's a very good looking scene and filmed very you know filmed very well. The problem is, is like right as soon as Brad was about to um, ejaculate, finish the scene, his foot slips and he closes the sectional on a piece of my back. So I'm trying not to scream because obviously my back is being pinched completely hard by, and Brad Cole is not a very light man. He's very you know, two hundred. He's, he's a very two hundred fifty plus pounds of muscle, so that's being pushed. That's that's closing a sectional on my back that's already being pushed against the wall. So I have a flap of back fat that's being pinched. I can't say anything because I can tell by his face that he's getting closed, which was a lie because it took like five minutes for him to finish at that point. So for five minutes at the end of the scene, if you look at my face, 
you can see an excruciating amount of pain on it because I'm in an excruciating amount of pain. <laughs> so it probably just looked really hot because it was it, like, it your really face hot. was making that like... I'm being fucked to death, but in reality, like, something <laughs> is standing my back. Please stop this. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... Holy crap! I know you. I know it's been. I know that scene's been a while, but I hope you're okay. That was fine. And then, like after the scene was finished, like they asked, like, "Hey, like, what's wrong?" And I like pointed at my back, which had like a puncture wound, and I was like, "That's." Oh no! (laughs) But it 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 was worth it. Yeah. I mean, as someone as hot as Brad Calvo, then I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Louise, who is your third? Um, There's actually this um, really super cute guy that I follow. Um, We we chat a few times um, from Instagram. Um, He's in London, though. And I'm like, ah, I wish I could just, you know, go over there right now. Uh, But he's a super cute, like... um, Cubby, like otter, um, with like these piercing blue eyes, is just like, uh, just melt me. Um, <laughs> um, so he would be a really fun scene partner. I know that much. All right. Yeah. No. London. London men are sexy. Like the especially you oh, get yeah. one that has, like, you get someone that has that really really thick English accent. Like any like. Me personally, anybody that can either one speak in an accent or speak in a different language, I am butter to you. <laughs> yeah. oh, so true. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So Dean, uh, same question that I asked uh Luis. If you had the option to work with three guys, either you follow them just for fans, Twitter, or actual porn stars, who would they be and why? Uh so the first one would be Jack Dixon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very hot. Very, very hot. Older daddy type. Uh, super country. All that. Um, somebody that I want to film with, and they actually do want to film with me. We just never have had the time to film, or the studios have never booked us together. Is uh, Dolph. Uh, Dolph D- Dolph's a very nice guy. Um, and he he really wants to film, so hopefully. That can happen soon. That'd be fun. Uh, number three would actually have to be a there's a go go dancer that lives in Los Angeles who's got a pretty huge following and he's pretty hot. Um, his name's Tony. Um, his online persona goes by Beef Burrito, which is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen a few of his videos and he. he it's really hot. <laughs> so is, it, is it really a beef burrito, though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we know why he got his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. All right, well, there is. All right, so we have our three. So we have each of our three. So now. Obviously, when you are shooting a porn, obviously you're on set for, you know, eight to nine hours a day. It's not like a 20 or 30 minute thing. I think we all three of us have said throughout this whole podcast. So my question to you is obviously you guys do 
depending on the company you work for, have you had the opportunity to be in a hotel room with the other guys to see how you bond? So usually, uh, depending on what studio it is, um, we'll stay in a hotel or Airbnb altogether and just film there. Or, like, we'll be in the same city at least, close by. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, we try to develop. Like, that's one of the things that I do right away. Is like if I know that I'm going to be staying somewhere for an extended period of time with the other um, actors and stuff, I want to develop as much of a connection as possible in order to have that chemistry on set. Um, so that makes it much much easier. Uh, but there are certain like production companies that just like you know it'll be like a local guy and they just bring him in real quick for the scene, so you don't really get a chance to like develop a lot of chemistry. So it almost feels like uh, like when you just have a a one time grinder hookup. <laughs> um, so sometimes those scenes work out really well, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so then, now my follow up question to that is. You meet a guy and you're just like, okay, yes, we could totally have a chemistry. You're in mid scene and you're just like, yeah, this is not going to work. Has that ever happened to you? Now I'll go ahead and I'll share a story with me. That way you guys can kind of understand where I'm going with. So I haven't had, I, until recently, hadn't had sex since August of 2019. I had surgery that, I had to have no sex for three months. That was fucking killer. Not even, not even masturbation. That was a fucking, that was a fucking killer. <laughs> um, oh so you can definitely understand the, the exhaustion behind not doing anything <laughs> for three months and then having it the one time being like, <sighs> um, but I recently had sex with somebody that I've been talking with for like two or three months. We went on one date and my policy is first date, no sex. That's just my, what's my policy. Um, mm-hmm. He's a really good guy, but he's not the greatest in bed. So have you had that false pretense to where it's like, okay, you're a really great guy, but you kind of don't have the vernacular I thought you would have or what you should have. Yeah, so there's definitely two people that I have uh, filmed with. Obviously, I won't say who they are. Um, yeah. The first one definitely had issues down there because he over-medicated for it. He took, like, for some God knows reason, three different Viagras that day. Um, so what? So it just wouldn't work. So we had to fake the entire film, which if you're listening to this and you're shocked by that, I guarantee you that like at least 45% of the porn movie you're watching is fake. Um, sorry to leak that industry secret to everybody, but um, you know, we had to fake a large majority of that entire movie. It still came out looking pretty good. We got, we got the angles right and everything. Um, but then the second guy just had this mothball odor all over him. (laughs) Miserable the entire time. Like, I was glad it was over. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Oh, no. And at first I thought it was just his clothes, but even when we got naked, it still, it was coming from him. Oh no! Did he 
take math by uh, mothballs and put them in the water and uh, no. no, but it had like no. Paul mothball smell to him, and it was just. <laughs> oh no! 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 If anybody walked in my house with a hookup and they were doing that, no, I'm like, um, there's a shower. I shower with Blackberry uh, shower. You're more than welcome to use it. I have apple shampoo. I have I have a fruit basket of products that you are more than welcome to use. The whole bottle, even, but you can't smell like that. <laughs> 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 so Luis what about you have you had any of those instances um I will say luckily I really have not had any um like trouble with like certain partners and scenes and stuff uh very much so um yeah I mean everybody's been pretty pretty good so I've been very very lucky like i have never run into somebody that had like a diva complex um which you know that happens in the porn industry as well mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's uh yeah i feel very fortunate um that everybody that i've been filmed with or anything we've all been like really into each other um so yeah it does <laughs> it does like to hear about like some of the bad <laughs> bad scenes um that happened but it does it does happen to some you know it's like i have i've been fingers crossed so far knock on wood lucky <laughs> well i knocked on wood for you <laughs> all right so i have one more last question boys and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up uh so from each of you what would be some tips that you would give to somebody that's wanting to start in the porn business, what are some tips that you would give to someone that's wanting to start? So oh, cool. if, if you're looking to start, there's definitely, um, there's definitely a few demons that you're going to have to overcome. Uh, the first one, as soon as you put yourself out there, you're going to get judged by society and you're going to be socially judged. So the social stigma of it is something you're going to have to overcome because a lot of people are going to make fun of you for doing it. A lot of people are going to shame you for doing it. They're going to shame you for your body. So that's, oh, yeah. that's definitely something you have to overcome, just the pressure of that. Um, then another demon that's going to have to come is your own anxiety. I know a lot of people have made it past the audition process and have gotten a chance to go out and film. And then last second, their nerves got to them and they canceled. So, and that, that irritates me a lot, but I get it. Like you're going to have to overcome the internal fear of this is happening to you. Go with it. Um, Yeah. I I think, if anyone, if like, if for any reason you have, um, if you have reservations about, you know, oh, is my family going to like know about this? Basically, yes. You you putting yourself out there, they're going to find. Everybody's going to find out at some point, whether it's like a year from now or you know a month into doing it. Yeah. Somebody's going to find out somewhere and it's going to it's going to come back to you. So if you have reservations about that, maybe really think about are you comfortable with that? Um 
because you you will get stigma from it you know like the i i get random messages from people like of course they're always anonymous where it's like oh you're what's wrong with the gay community um you're like you're filthy you're nasty because you you know you sell sex and i'm like you realize that you're on a hookup app yourself you know going around looking for anonymous dick like the, the the hypocrisy and double standards that you would find in this as well are infuriating, but they do exist, and that's something that we have to deal with on a constant basis. <laughs> See, and I don't. I, this is my personal opinion on it, but I don't think you guys. Sh- I mean, I also know a lot more about it than I did back then. But you guys should not be getting any kind of hate mail, and I'm pretty sure you guys get. <laughs> you yeah, guys right. get hate. You get. <laughs> daily uh which opens up to another question that i literally just thought of and then we'll wrap it up <laughs> um so you guys you guys you guys brand yourself uh you know you guys are adult actors you are adult entertainers do you have any followers that when they follow you do they message you do they just message you because they want free pictures and videos and whatnot or oh. Do you all the time? All the time, I could pray. Yeah, there's definitely oh, um, there's definitely some people who can't separate the the fantasy of porn from the real from it. Um, there's yeah. people who have like when they hung out hang out with me with a at a party and stuff like that, or if I'm out being social, like they when they see me in films and they see like what I'm like on film and then they meet me in person and then they realize that like, I'm just like a video game loving pothead and not a horn dog 24 seven. That, that breaks the fantasy. <laughs> yeah. See, and that, that's another thing I think people also get I me mean, like, I mean, you can go back and both of you guys can go back and scroll through my messages, you know, both on Facebook and Twitter and everything on either profile, but I think i've only been that kind of a person once and that's when i found out that you guys both were porn stars because fun story i had no idea that louise and dean were porn stars until like six months of actually having them on facebook (laughs) (laughs) and it was funny because because i actually had and i had friend requested louise and then louise had added me back and I had, um, I think I had y'all turn to profile Louise, I think, for like backup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know you was a porn star. Yep, here's my butthole. I was like, oh, okay. I think that's the only time that I've had that. So do you have any, fr- do you have any people that you don't hang out with on the special, on like, you don't hang out on the occasion that are just kind of like, hey, what up? There's like, hey, what up? How's you? How's the life? How's the friends? How's the family? Do you have any people that just message you just to say hey? Yeah, actually, um, especially through like, uh, like Instagram and uh, well, especially mostly Instagram is, is a lot of the my followers who um, just reach out to me to talk to me um, like a friend, um, which is actually really nice because it uh, uh, what a lot of people don't see about like a porn star there's a lot of misconceptions you know that we're all just like nymphomaniac like sex hungry 
um, treated like not like, you know, like we're not real people. I'm like, it's like, I'm a real person. I actually have a, you know, an IQ. I um, <laughs> it's like have a wider range of vocabulary than most people I know. But yet these people don't want to see that. They don't want to see, you know, that person. Um, but every once in a while, you'll get the fans that like actually see you as a person and want to get to know you um, as a person. Um, and I, I really appreciate those people because, you know, hey, it's like reaching out and saying hi. You find out that, you know, uh, a lot of times I've, I've been told that by people that they were like, oh, my God, I was so like afraid to approach you because you seem so like untouchable, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, really because if you knew me in person i'm like a fucking dork like, <laughs> <laughs> like i'm a super dork um so by no means do i feel like i'm you know above anyone but like people are like oh my god yeah just like to look at you would have been like i didn't i couldn't talk to you and then then i talk to you and then you're like find out that you're total dork i'm like yeah that's just me <laughs> I can vouch, Luis, you are an absolute dork. <laughs> so, uh, Dean, same question to you. Yeah, so, like, I have people that, like, they, uh, I have people that I do talk to online. I do have some people here in Columbus that hang out, uh, you know, that differ on the porn side. And then there are people that like they'll message me because like you know they have like what dirty deeds are you up to tonight? I'm like I'm like smoking a bowl and playing a switch. What's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how dirty of you, Dean, playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, boys, I have to say this has been this has actually probably been the funnest podcast I probably have done. Um it was so nice to hear you guys. Do you guys want to go ahead and plug your uh social media handles and everything else in between where uh, where all of the new fans and followers can find you because I know Louise, one of my managers was really interested in you. <laughs> so you have a fan next time you come to Columbia. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually really fun when we uh, performed over there. So hopefully we'll be able to get to back, back up, uh, at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys want to follow me, um, I am on Instagram as Luis Vega 466 Or you can also follow my Twitter as Luis Vega triple X1. Um, and that's where, yeah, most of my content, you'll be able to see like little snippets and pictures and um, some my Just for Fans as well is also Luis Vega triple x one um and you'll see that on my twitter as well i'll have them linked together um but yeah uh definitely check me out and i hope to hear me and then dean what about you what are your uh social media handles oh i'm very simple everything is mr dean gage like literally everything is under that name so you type that into any of the apps and you will find me <laughs> and then that is Mr. Without the Period. Mr. Without the Period. <laughs> oh, all right, boys. Well, thank you guys. I thank you so much. Like, you literally have no idea how, how 
how and like how important like this podcast is to me and you guys are just like yeah sure i'd love to do it like i'm <laughs> i'm very i'm very happy and stoked that you both did say yes and i really really do appreciate you guys i really do oh, it's no problem well, thank you so you too and then then that is it so we'll go ahead and we'll do our little wrap up which i'll do it by myself and we'll get the we'll get this podcast underway all right thank you guys so much i love you love you oh my god guys that was epic (laughs) i love both dean and louise very very much like with my soul heart (laughs) my soul not whole but my soul heart and mind i can't say i do call the both of them very good friends and they're honestly really good people so if you do follow them on any other social media make sure you tell them that honey said hey even though i'll be talking to him you know a few other times after this and it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun event you know and if you ever do get the opportunity to meet them in person eh, they are definitely well worth getting to know as an actual person because i can say Luis is definitely a dork and i can definitely tell that dean is definitely a gamer <laughs> and it's very interesting you know seeing you know you see what they what they talk about online to what they do you know via a different media and then meeting them in person it really does open your eyes to exactly what goes into each other's line of work so that is where i have decided that if i do decide to do another one of these um uh, podcasts with a porn star i will get different perspectives from different porn stars um i have an idea of maybe having Derek gage on an episode which is actually not related to dean <laughs> i had that question myself um um, maybe some other people like maybe Cody Knox, um, Cody Voss, Timmy Voss, Rain Raptor. There's several people that I could probably message and be like, hey, would you like to do this? And they'll probably will say yes, no, or who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, guys, that is it for today's episode. So I do want to let you guys know I did do a couple of social media updates. So for... Uh, Facebook, you can still follow me at Honey Demore. Um, I did change my profile picture recently. Um, my profile picture is a picture of me sitting on a co- makeup compact with a makeup brush in my hand with sunset hair. Um, thank you so much, Lester Michael, for uh, doing that sketch. I'm very, very pleased with it and very very happy with it. And it will be released for merch soon. Uh, you also can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and tiktok i changed everything to at the honey demore and demore is d-m-o-o-r-e i do want to thank you guys so much for listening in tell me in the comments below who is your favorite porn star and i'll make sure to take a look and i'll talk to you guys later and thank you so much hi chloe